I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Lent is upon us. Can you believe it? And I got to tell you, I am already in great pain. I am so sore, but it doesn't have to do with Lent. It has to do with me going to the gym with my teenage boy. So we've been uh, going to the the gym recently, and he's really big into... uh, Weightlifting, which I've not done in a good five years or so, so I'm I'm just starting to get back into it. But our first day of doing weightlifting together was this last weekend, and uh, he's telling me I'm going to lift this many pounds, Dad. I'm going to do 13 reps. I'm going to do it three times. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, yeah, I'm sure I could do it because I I got to prove that I can lift as much as my son can. So he does his 13 reps, and I go right under there and I do my 13 reps, and I'm oh, okay. I did it. Hey, I can keep up with him. Then he does his next 13, and now I try 13, and oh, about halfway through, I am dying. I'm barely getting it up off, and and after eight, I just had to stop. (laughs) And then uh, he does his next 13, and now he's going, all right, Dad, can you do it? And I'm like, "Uh, okay. So I went under there, and I'm pushing and pushing and pushing, and I didn't hit 13. I, I barely got it up there halfway through. So... Uh, I'm sore because I probably overdid it. Uh, I was pushing myself too much, and uh, and it was all because I felt like I, I had to prove, you know, that the old man still has it. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we can do that with Lent. Sometimes we can try to develop some type of Lenten program for ourselves to try to prove ourselves before God, or to prove ourselves to to ourselves, maybe just to kind of. Show that, you know, I, I, if I do these things, then, then, then that makes me feel good, that I'm a really good Catholic, I'm a strong Catholic, and, and that could be dangerous. I, I remember years ago, I, uh, I, I came up with a really, uh, a really elaborate uh, plan for my Lenten journey. <laughs> I, I think I had like 12 or 16 things I was going to do. I remember I wrote it out in a little notebook. I was going to do this fasting, do these sacrifices, this kind of mortification, and do this reading, spiritual reading, and extra prayer, and helping other people. I had all these things I was going to do, and I was so excited and couldn't wait to tell my spiritual director about all the things I was going to do for Jesus this Lent. And, and he asked me, oh, so what, what, what are you going to do for Lent? And I, and I go through this, and this, and this, and this, and I'm thinking, he's, he's got to be so impressed. Oh, wow. He's probably thinking, man, Edward Sree, what, what a great spiritual directee. He's got such a great Lenten program. Uh, but I have to tell you, he was not impressed at all. <laughs> In fact, he kind of laughed at me and I couldn't believe, what are you laughing at me for? He says, what are you doing all this for? Well, you know, like, what are you trying to prove? You know, uh, and, and I was dumbfounded. I thought, oh, no, isn't this really good? And he said, no, no, it's not about all these things you do. It's about your heart and what you and what you put into it and what, and what God wants to draw out of you. It's not about doing all of these things. And I think that's a very important thing to recognize here. It reminds me of something uh, the great St. Catherine of Siena uh, once wrote about. She talks about how things like devotions and prayers and sacrifices, especially sacrifices and mortifications, these are just instruments that draw us closer to God. But they're not the thing we're aiming for. Like, I just have to accumulate more rosaries and extra prayers and extra sacrifices. It's not about that in itself. Uh, St. Catherine of Siena explains, these devotions and sacrifices, mortifications, they're finite things. These are finite things, and God is infinite. And there's only one part of us that's infinite. God actually puts something infinite inside all of us. You know what that is? An infinite desire for him. That's the one thing that's in every human person is an infinite desire that can only be fulfilled in God. 
And Lent is all about drawing out that which is infinite within us, those infinite desires. So what do we do? We, we do do extra prayers and devotions in Lent. We do do fasting and sacrifices and acts of kindness and charity and service toward others. But we're doing those things not for their own sake. And, that, and too often we as Catholics can be thinking, well, it's about all the things I did and, and I check off the box and did I do it for all these 40 days of Lent? And if I check out the box, I can feel pretty good about myself. I'm a good Catholic. Well, no, that's not what it's about. No, these are, are finite things. These are just means to a, a greater end. They're just instruments to help us encounter God more, to draw out those infinite desires within us. You know, the word Lent, I think, is very important. We, we use this word all the time as Catholics. Do you know what the word Lent means? The word Lent, is it's a Middle English word that means spring. And I want you to think about how uh, a spring is something really deep. It's not there on the surface, you know, it's deep and you want that spring, the, the water to come out from, from the depths of the ground. And, and, I, and that's what we want to happen in this period of Lent. It, it's not about I'm going to do this and this and this. And, and if, I, if I do it all, then, then I'm a really great Christian. No, no, no. It's about doing certain things that's like tilling the soil or maybe digging or digging a little deeper in the fertile soil of our soul to draw out the spring within us. What is that spring? The life of the Holy Spirit, those infinite desires God has for us. He wants those desires to come out. So it's about creating space for, 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 for the deepest desires on our souls. So that's why we fast. We don't fast because, oh, I'm just going to do this thing and, and, I, and then that, that makes me really good. I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm going to give up watching my favorite show. And then that is, is if that's what God really wants. God just is just jumping up and down in heaven when we give up chocolate. <laughs> that's not what it's about. No, no, it's about God rejoices when we deny ourselves of something we may like so that there's more room in our souls for him, that there's more space in our souls for him so that the, my, my desire for chocolate is, is, is fine, or my desire for that favorite show, or to watch my favorite game, like whatever it might be I'm giving up. If I give that up, it's, it's to create space so I recognize that as much as I might like chocolate, or that one show, or this one game, there's something greater I really like. I just don't realize it all the time, and that's God himself. And so I want those infinite desires within me to come out. That's why we do fasting. And, and, and mortification, it, it's to create that space to be in more in tune, more in touch with those infinite desires on the depths of our soul. That's what we want to aim for. And I want to get really practical with us here. I want to, uh, in a moment, I want to talk about some ideas of things we can do during Lent that helps create that space, to help that spring to come out of our souls more. Uh, but I want to be clear. So we, we don't want to overdo it. That's one danger. But there's a second danger. It's the opposite extreme, and that's the wimpy Lent. I just want to really encourage you, do not have a wimpy Lent. Uh, this is a special time of the year that the church is giving you to go a little deeper. Think of this as a time for a, like a tune-up. You know, you're kind of you're going to kind of do a little tune-up in your relationship with God. So you want to you want to you want to go for it here. Don't overdo it, but but don't just go too soft. You know, like I, some of my kids will you know, they'll say, "Oh, what do you want to give up for that?" And I'll, say, I'll ask them that, and they'll say, "I'm going to give up homework." <laughs> you know, give up something I don't really like that much. I'm going to say, well, how, "How's that going to go at school for you?" But but the idea is, you know, some, we could give up something that's just really light and simple and doesn't challenge us that much. Now, again, don't overdo it, but also do try to push yourself a little. 
Uh, that's good. Because, again, you're creating space to enter into the caverns of your soul more uh, and, and encounter Jesus there, encounter what you're made for. Uh, so don't have the soft Lent, the wimpy Lent. Uh, but I probably would say the third biggest thing we fall into is is the unprepared Lent. I think that's one of the biggest ones. You know, there are people who overdo it. There's people who have the wimpy Lent. But I think many of us just fall into the unprepared Lent. We didn't have much time to think about it. We didn't pray about it. And all of a sudden, we wake up on Ash Wednesday. <gasps> it's Lent! And we show up and we get our ashes at, at, at Mass. But but we don't really have our plan. We oh, I'll give up chocolate again this year. Or, uh, but we, we, we're just scrambling to put something together. And if that's where you are right now, whether you're listening to this on Ash Wednesday or the first Friday in Lent, whatever it may be, that's okay. Just, But just make sure you take time today, or at least in the next 24 hours, find some time where you can just be with God in his presence and prayerfully think through, what do you want to do this Lent? What devotions, what commitments do you want to make? What sacrifices do you want to make that help you draw closer to him? What and what do you think he wants to work on in your life? And I, I, I think that's where I want to take us now. How do you develop a successful Lenten game plan. <laughs> well, you know, you do this with, in consultation. If you have a spiritual director, it's a wonderful thing to talk about with your spiritual director or maybe a, a priest. Uh, you can ask your friends what they're doing, but there's one friend you must talk to Lent about, and that's God. <laughs> talk to Jesus. You know, many times, like I think back in my youth when I had that elaborate plan of here's my 12 and a half things I'm going to do in Lent, those were things I just kind of came up with. I was just thinking about, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Uh, I didn't. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't think I really prayed about it or talked to God about it and asked God what He wants me to do in Lent. That's a wonderful thing to do. Take some time out for prayer, and just ask the Lord, Lord, what what are you wanting me to do? What 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 are you sensing Him drawing you toward? Maybe ask Him what are things He wants to work on in your life right now. Because you may come up with, I want to do this, and I, I've always wanted to read this book, so I'll read it during Lent. Well, but maybe God actually wants you to read a different book because there's something else you need to be thinking about. Or maybe God wants you to just focus on being kinder to your spouse. <laughs> or maybe God just wants to f- help you just find more quiet time in your life. You know, that's where I'm at. I'll tell you this. Just this last week, I was taking some time in my morning prayer to think through my Lent with in the presence of God. And uh, just and I, I was really sensing, you know, a couple things in, in, in my own uh, Lenten preparation is... I think God really wants me to have more time for just quiet with him. Uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, it's been a crazy few months as uh, we've been launching this, this new program, No Greater Love, the Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. The, uh, and we had to get it out on a very tight deadline to make it to the printer so it could be out for Lent. Thanks be to God. It did uh, make it out for Lent here. Um, but but it was just like, it was a, every spare moment I had, like after the kids went down, boom, I'm, I was working on edits and uh, early in the morning, just on the plane. And I, I just feel like I've just been racing a lot here in 2019 uh, for January and February. And I think Jesus is just saying, hey, I just that was fine. That was a season. But now we're in the season of Lent. Be still, Ted and know that I am God. <laughs> I think, I really think so. Like I, I, you know, I, I keep praying all throughout, even those busy moments, always trying to be, keep my prayer time. But I, I'm sensing I need to have a little extra prayer time where I'm just resting in his presence and in front of the blessed sacrament. And, uh, and that's for me. And, and for other people, it's going to be, 
you know, I have a lot of quiet time. I think I need to be doing something in the parish. I need to go help out more. So I'm going to go volunteer and help out in the last weeks of RCAA, or I'm going to help maybe lead a Bible study, or I'm going to help do some service during Lent, whatever. Hey, whatever God is calling you to, it's going to be different for everyone. But develop a Lenten program that's not just your own favorite ideas or the things you think you need to work on. Take some time under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord what he wants you to do. Um, there's three basic core practices that we should always keep in mind. Uh, these are kind of give you a little framework as you develop your plan. We should always try to have something in these three things. And the three things I'm going to share with you are not Edward Sree's favorite three things to talk about during Lent. Uh, this is what Jesus talks about as like the three most important pious practices. And in the tradition of our Catholic Church, the church has often held, has always held up these three areas as ways to, to live the spirit of penance in the season of Lent. Well, and, and you know those three things. You can read about them in Matthew chapter 6. It's prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. But I want to round it out. I want to get I want to add some flesh to this to give you some ideas of things you can think about. So uh, my, spiritual director, my spiritual director always says that every Lent we should do something positive, some kind of devotion, and then something that's more of a sacrifice as well. And so the, the devotional part, think of that as prayer. Uh, maybe just like you know, your sense of you need you need to, to fine tune your life in prayer that you don't really have some quiet time with God. You're busy. You say some prayers. Maybe you say the rosary or you you like uh, morning prayer, which is great. But you don't have that quiet time of just reading, doing Lexio Divina or or Ignatian kind of meditation where you put yourself in the biblical scene, but a quiet dialogue with Jesus, a true dialogue which involves listening to the other person, not just talking and saying words all the time, but really taking time to listen. That could be a wonderful thing. If that's, if that's all you did in the realm of prayer is just say, in my prayer life, I'm going to take some time out maybe 15 minutes each day, and I'm just going to have time to for intimate conversation with the Lord. Listen to his word in the scriptures or in the lives of the saints, but not just reading, but time to listen. Ask the Lord, how does this apply to my life? What are you asking of me? That would be a great thing. Maybe some of you are already doing that, but you're sensing, you know, maybe I, I, I could stop by the chapel more and visit Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And so I'm going to try once a day just to just stop over and just, even if it's just a quick one minute, hello to Jesus. That would be a great little gift. Uh, to, I, I, bet you if you, I bet if you do that, by the way, you'll find yourself wanting to stay for two minutes and three minutes and five minutes and ten minutes sometimes, which is a wonderful thing of allowing that spring within you, um, that, that desire for God to come out more. Uh, maybe it's going to Mass during the week. Maybe maybe you, you, you go to Mass every Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation, but you don't make it to Mass during the week. Maybe you try, I'm going to try one day a week to make it to Mass, or maybe you're already doing a, a day a week and try to make two or three, you know, whatever it is, try to do something a little more in the spiritual realm. Time for devotion and prayer to Jesus. That's one big thing. Second big area is fasting. And when we think about fasting, we always think about food and drink. We think about the typical things, chocolate, alcohol, sweets. You know, my daughter, I have a daughter who is an amazing baker. She just loves baking all the time. Well, I'll tell you, the last five days, this last weekend before Lent, she's been nonstop baking. Every day she's baking something. She baked a cake called, and she she had letters on the cake that said, Happy not yet Lent. <laughs> uh, and all the kids are eating cakes. They've been all into cake. But, you know, we're, we're at the Sri family, we're going to give up sweets during the Lenten season. You know, that's a common thing people do. But maybe you, it's, for you, it's giving up your favorite drink. Maybe it's not even related to food or drink. Maybe it's like you're going to give up your favorite show. That that would be harder than giving up chocolate. 
I can't watch that show on Netflix. Oh no, <laughs> you know. But 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 then that creates more space for quiet in your soul, to take time maybe and fill that time with conversations with friends or prayer or reading or just quiet. It's fine, you know. So but 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 to give up something like that is a wonderful thing. I know a lot of people give up social media. That that's one big thing. Say hey. I'm going to tell all my Instagram friends I'm out. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be around for a little while here. Uh, and that could be a wonderful thing to do. Uh, and maybe it's also just you're going to fast from certain things that you know you need to work on. Like maybe you struggle with gossiping and you're just going to tell yourself, you know what? I'm just not uh, this Lent. I'm just not going to talk about other people and their lives and the business. All, you know, and all that's what all my colleagues do at work. I'm not going to go there. Or, uh, or maybe you fall into complaining. You tend to complain, it's cold, or it's too hot, or I'm tired. And you just say, you know what? I just need to man up. I'm, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to just stop complaining, stop whining about things. Uh, that could be a wonderful thing to do. Or maybe it's uh, you know when somebody says something to you and... You, you tend to worry about it and get discouraged. What did they mean by that? Or, uh, and, and, or you're hurt by something and you can find yourself going into a downward spiral and just say, you know what, this Lent, I'm going to go after that. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to allow myself to be discouraged. I'm going to focus on, on Jesus and have hope in him and, and not let those negative thoughts gnaw at me. Or maybe I, I talk all the time. I always have to be the center of attention. This Lent, I'm just going to, uh, you know, when I'm in conversation with others, I'm going to really work at drawing them out in conversation, asking them questions so that I'm not the one always talking. It, those are just little things you can, you know, do you see how fasting can be more? I think it's good to do something, you know, where you're training your body, you know, around alcohol or drink or food, you know, so I think it's good to do that. But think of fasting could be something even broader as well. Uh, last thing. So we talked about prayer, talked about fasting. Last thing, almsgiving. Uh, almsgiving is when you're giving money to the poor. This isn't just about giving money to your favorite local charity. Uh, this is beyond giving money and throwing into the basket to help your parish. Both great things. Almsgiving is specifically about caring for the poor. Are you giving money to the poor, to the suffering, to the sick, to the dying, to the imprisoned? You know, those kinds of things where you're helping people. Uh, and, so, and you could do that by writing a check and, and making a sacrificial gift more than you normally do throughout the year. But another thing that the tradition, the Catholic tradition invites us to do is to do more than just throw coins and write checks to the poor. That's actually easy. A harder thing that draws us into the love of Jesus more is when we encounter the poor. So maybe think about, you know, if you want to serve in, in some way with the poor in your local community, or maybe you know a neighbor or a family member that's elderly and lonely, and you just say, I'm going to commit to, you know, visit that person once a week during during Lent. Uh the many ways that we can do this, you know, and you don't have to go far to find the poor. Many times they're in our own family. Maybe it's just, uh, I'm going to just be more present at home to encounter my children more. I'm going to read them a story. I'm going to read one of my kids a story every night. Uh, I'll pick one kid and at least get one story time. Well, maybe that's, maybe it's like that, or maybe it's, you know, there's people at work that I know are suffering or are lonely, and I'm just going to go spend time with them. Uh, whatever it is, think about ways that you can give of yourself in encountering those that are suffering, lonely, su uh, sick, uh, and and poor. Uh, those are wonderful things. So prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Last thing I want to encourage you to do here uh, is whatever you do, be committed. Come up with a game plan and be committed to it. I think about in my new book on Christ's passion that just came out, I, I have a section, a couple, actually a couple chapters on what 
every little thing that happened at Calvary, like all the little details. And, and what's fascinating is, did you know Jesus was offered wine twice? He was offered wine at the very beginning when he got to Calvary. And then he was offered wine at the end. At the very end, he says, I thirst. And that's when they give him the the, the vinegary wine uh, at the very end, right before he dies. But there was another time, right when he first got there, they gave him wine that was mixed with myrrh. And that wine that's mixed with myrrh, myrrh was used, um, oftentimes wine mixed with myrrh was used to kind of deaden pain. It was to dull pain. And you would give it to people as they were dying to alleviate their physical suffering at the end. Uh, and that's what they were doing with this crucified criminal. That's what they often would do. And they did it with Jesus. All right, here you go. Here's your, your wine mixed with myrrh. And Jesus refuses it, the Bible tells us. Jesus refuses the first wine. Why does he do it? Because he wants to enter fully into the sacrifice for our sins. He's entering into the depths of our suffering. And he's going to take it all on here on Calvary. Think about that this Lent. When you make your resolution, then you're tempted to say, oh, I'm just too busy, I can't get that prayer in today. Or, oh, everyone else is having that cookie. I could have one cookie. God won't mind. And you just find yourself kind of just doing it, you know. Or, you, you know, this happens in Lent. You make a commitment, then you find yourself rationalizing and and, and trying to, 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 you know, maybe soften the standard. You know, don't do that. Jesus did not do that on the cross. Jesus refused that first wine because he wanted to drink the cup of his commitment to die for our sins, the cup of his suffering. He wanted to drink it to the last drop. Uh, he didn't want to deaden the pain. Uh, so he did all that for us. We can give up that cookie, that show, that drink, whatever it is that we may be tempted in. Uh, so I hope this has been helpful for you. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to bring out the true Lent within you, the spring of Lent, that's that spring of infinite desire evermore, uh, really think about what God wants to do for you and what kind of commitment to prayer, fasting, almsgiving you can do. If this has blessed you, please share this podcast with others. And please, if you haven't, checked out, ch- check out my new book, No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. Maybe that would be a resource to go through a Lenten journey in Scripture through every little detail of Christ's passion. You can get that at ascensionpress.com. And you can always reach out to me on my website, edwards3.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You're in my prayers. May you have a blessed Lent. God bless.